1: So sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hamine Media Group, and join the Hamine Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. Y'all <laughs>
2: all
1: That might motivate Mox. Damn right. You're right, Jim. He feels it. He feels these people giving him a mixed reaction. He's processing information now, Taz. No doubt. You know what I mean? He's he's, putting all this into his computer.
2: Chicago, I know you love your boy, but I I think they're still mopping him up off the mat in Cleveland. Well, hey, you want to talk about it? Let's talk about it. I once heard CM Punk described years ago as the modern 60-minute man. Well, what a load of crap that turned out to be, huh? I mean, I had 57 minutes left in me last week, punk. Did you? I don't think so. See? When guys get in the ring with me, the undisputed AEW world champion, the heart and soul of AEW, we find out what they're really made of. I test them. I push them. Last week we learned exactly what CM Punk is made of At the moment where he hit me as hard as he could He gave me his best shots and he realized I didn't care And he knew I was just gonna keep coming forward And keep coming forward all night At that exact moment he started looking for a way out It's true I'm sorry, he started looking for a way out Oh, my foot hurts He's folded And he curled up into a little ball To die And he folded Champions Never fold. Look, you have no idea how genuinely sorry I am that CM Punk just didn't turn out to be what you wanted him to be. He didn't turn out to be what any of us wanted him to be when we welcomed him back in this business, gave him a second chance in the greatest sport in the world. It just didn't work out. While I am truly sorry for that, I know he's your boy, I know he's from Chicago, and you love him, I have zero sympathy for CM Punk. And that is because CM Punk, fragile ego, fragile body, weak mind, weak spirit, It's a tough business, dude. Sorry, it is what it is. And we move on. I have here in my pocket an open contract for a title match at All Out this Sunday.
3: Oh.
2: It's already signed and I'm just gonna leave it right here. Because when I say anybody, anytime, place, I be mean it! So who knows who's gonna sign that contract? Who knows who I'm gonna face it all out? Maybe it's somebody at AW, maybe it's somewhere from somebody somebody from somewhere else, maybe it's somebody from New Japan here in Chicago again. I run that show too. Hey Rocky, you got anybody else left? Rock, let me know. Whoever it is that signs that contract, whoever wants to find out exactly what they're made of, just remember this. Before you step into the ring with John Moxley, I can outmarathon you. I can out-sprint you. I can out-fight you. I can outwrestle you. Whoever you are, I assure you, I give far fewer you know whats than you do. I am not just the undisputed AEW World Champion, I am the fire breathing, blood spitting, living embodiment of the sport of professional wrestling. I am Indomitable Will Personified. Wrestling John Moxley. May be hazardous to your health. Whoever you are,
1: you've been warned. Well, oh, who's going to claim that contract? All right, listen, guys. I'm telling you right now, you really can't get much higher regarding confidence. That shows a man, that shows an athlete, shows a champion who's extremely confident to drop a side contract and say, let's go. Who wants it? It's unheard of. Yeah. John Moxley with all the confidence of the undisputed world champion. But JR, those were some explosive allegations that John Moxley had towards CM Punk. And the troubling thing about that ex Excalibur is that Moxley meant, sincerely meant every word he said.
4: June 1st, I broke my foot. And that would have been bad enough, but then I wrestled an entire match on it. And to quote my surgeon, he says, I pulverized the bones of my foot. So, okay, accidents happen on June 8th. I got surgery for my shattered foot. I got three plates and 16 screws put into my foot. Which, real quick, is 16 more times than this fat guy has ever gotten screwed in his life. shouldn't have said that, but I probably shouldn't have done a lot of things in my career. And apparently one of them was coming back too early from a very serious injury. And last week, I got beat up in Cleveland and I had to drive home with just my thoughts. It's okay. Chicago, it's not the first time I've been beat up in Cleveland. But something about this time just didn't sit well with me. Is my foot 100%? To be completely honest with you, yes. Last week, I was cleared by doctors, the x-rays looked good. But the problem is, it's a new 100%. And I don't know if that 100% is good enough. I came back to professional wrestling a year ago because I love this business and I know this business doesn't love you back. But I also came back because I love you fans. And you do love me back. And that's why it hurts to feel like I let you down. I wasn't able to walk Larry for two months and it hurt because I let him down so I could have rushed back to perform in front of all of you and I look and I see my little sister sitting in the front row and I feel like I let her down maybe that love just Maybe that love just isn't enough anymore.
1: Hey! Hey! That's ace? What is this? What is this? A steel who we saw grab the signed contract from John Moxley earlier. Say, man, this is not what we talked about when you were gonna come out here and stay in the back. I don't know what happened between there and here, but this is not it. This isn't you. These two guys are best friends for years, guys. I apologize for interrupting his promo, but my name is Ace Steele, and I trained this man. I've been his coach from day one. Since the first day you walked into the Steel domain, you've been fighting from underneath. You fought through everything, everything to get to where you are. I got a career that I'm proud of, but I'm most proud of yours because I coached you. I coached you from day one to do all this. We're not just friends. We've seen them come and go. We're family. We are family. And you don't let family down. You didn't let Chicago down. You filled an arena on a rumor that after seven years, you would come back to professional wrestling. And I'm not letting you leave now. Yeah, You have your thought with your balls in your heart when you went out in Cleveland and you lost in Cleveland, so what? So what? In your own words, in your own words, life isn't about how many times you get knocked down. It's how many times you get up. And you fucking get up! You get up! You get up and fight! And you're gonna fight Sunday!
5: And welcome uh, it's Wait,
6: Wednesday. wait, 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 hold on I was listening to the music, I was, I was rocking my head Look. Where's the music? What am I not? Alright, alright, I'm, right. I'm right, I'm right, I'm right Go ahead, hand bones
5: Alright, right. well, um, yes Welcome everybody, it is Wednesday night And you know what that means It is time for your favorite podcaster's favorite podcast About AEW Dynamite It is time for the Wednesday night Skirmish brought to you by the pwc in association with the pw hustle and Hamin media group 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 i'm chris ams that's ambs like lambs with noel or bullshit first thing in the morning i am here with my usually unusual co-host with the most from the port phillip coast a good friend to you and me jimmy t from the pwc jimmy how the hell are you mate I'm good,
7: man. For a second, I thought you weren't going to make it, but you made it right on time, right during the intro. But you know what? I'm pumped, man, to talk Dynamite, and I'm pumped to have both of you guys
5: on, but we'll get to the prop in a second. Absolutely. Speaking of both of us, both of us refers to one of the kings of the PW hustle uh, from the city that never sleeps, Professor Chibello
6: Veracruz. Prof,
3: how
6: the hell are you, mate? I am doing good hand bones. I'm doing good, Jimmy T. I'm doing good, PwC ice. I mean we we are on the home stretch of all out. Pwc ice, are you are you excited? I don't know if I'm excited, but you know what? Dynamite did did it do its job, guys? Well, you know what? I'm gonna get I'm a I'm a half and half on that. You know I'm the most objective man, hand bones. You know I'm the most objective man, Jimmy T, so I'm gonna be honest here. The first half of, of Dynamite got me excited to pay fifty bucks, you know. Allegedly, you know, not not pirate the thing. So I'm um, just putting quotes here. It got me excited to pay fifty bucks, but the second half of the show, which was predictable, made that fifty bucks dwindle down half of it. I will shell out twenty five dollars now, but you're not fifty. That's all I'll say.
5: Yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm in agreement. I thought that the first half of the show was really good and actually jimmy and i were sort of uh talking just uh just chatting uh, uh, through text messaging and saying like hey that's a pretty good show so far and then yeah it it started to drag a little bit and then that i don't know that last half hour man i i don't know we'll get into it we'll get into it it had its moments i'm not gonna say i hated everything about the main event because i did last week but you know this week i've got a few nice things to say about it but at the same time
6: I, I'm not super excited about it either. Um, let me just say this, Ham Bones. You know, I understand your plight with the last half hour. I even agree with that. But let me just say this. On a positive, somebody in his basement with a lot of papers on the floor just announced that this was the, this was a seven star match Uncle Dave Meltzer gave the, the main event of Dynamite seven stars. No, you know no, why? For real? Because he creams for Will Osprey. He creams for Kenny Omega. It's seven stars already. I'm predicting it, Jimmy. I'm just uh-huh. predicting it. Okay. I'm All the right. I'm the professor, of the I'm F, El Profos, Professora of the future. <laughs> the El
7: Professor of the future. So the Nostradamus of the professors.
6: Yes.
5: He's the professor's well, professor. There yes. we go, right there the professor's professor.
7: I like it. Go for it, please.
5: All right, well, uh welcome to Chicago, ladies and gentlemen. We're in Chicago land. We start off with a wild thing. Uh the crowd uh, gives him kind of a mixed review. Uh there's some booing, there's some cheering. Um, he comes out and uh I don't I, I didn't know this, but apparently uh John Moxley's a heel guys did you know
6: that he's uh, well no, i learned good. that the hard i learned that the hard way here yeah basically wow.
5: he comes out and he says uh oh see a punk you know he he lost i i beat him fair and square he was i mean this is classic heel territory a guy was clearly injured you took advantage of it you know even a face could do that and then the next week come out and say listen i got you know i i i, I wanted to finish the match you know, I, I maybe took advantage, you know, of a situation, etc. You could still face this up, but he didn't. And then the thing that I thought was hilarious was he said, I have a quote here that I thought was really great. Champions never fold. CM Punk folded and he and he and he gave an excuse for why to go home. Hey dickhead, you just got out of rehab. Like what the fuck are you talking about?
3: <laughs>
5: anyway. But he's Punk's- actually better
7: now, apparently, right?
5: Anyway, Mox gives his Mox promo. There's a bunch of stuff here about uh, he, he breathes fire and he's uh, he has an indomitable will and he says a bunch of other stuff that nobody would ever say in an actual conversation with anyone um, and just gives a Mox promo where he's loud and he's yelly and he's pacey and he just kind of does the John Moxley promo. Um, he says that uh, anyone who wants it can can come get it. Uh, and that's that's pretty much how that goes. Ace Steel comes out afterwards, he picks up the contract, and he leaves with it. Um, Jimmy, what did you think about this segment?
7: First of all, I don't mind the Ace Steel thing, right? But it just didn't make sense to the audience, though, man. Did, did, how, did most of these fans even know who Ace Steel is, first of all? And second of all, do they even know the history between himself and CM Punk? Because I don't think they did which is what irked me about this whole segment, but I liked it. Don't get me wrong, but it's just didn't make sense.
5: I liked it in the end. I had the same kind of question that you did. Like, okay, if a steel is going to become a part of, you know, this program, fine. I, I don't mind having extra people come in who aren't wrestlers, you know, and, adding a layer to the story. I think sometimes that's a good thing. I think that that's something that sometimes happens in, you know, actual combat sports, right? You start talking about a guy's wife or a guy's kids or whatever. It adds layers. You know, it adds layers to a story. I get it. It's good. Um, But Prof, what did you think about this? Did you know who Ace steel was? And did you see this, his importance on tonight coming from this?
6: The one thing and I'll have to go back to the PWC extra that I was graciously allowed to be on with Jimmy T We said and I said to you Jimmy Chris Handbones, you, you heard this I said I needed sizzle I needed a little sizzle to get me invested in Punk Mox 2 We knew it was going to happen in some way shape or form So you needed to bring the sizzle Again I think I'll say this Tony Khan, CM Punk, John Moxley, they overthought this. They overthought oh, the pizza. whole scenario for bringing us Punk Mox 2. And the, the reason I say that is because they wanted to, I guess you could say, they wanted to validate the reason for Punk to come into Chicago with maybe 90% of the crowd on his side, 90% of Chicago on his side, so this way, and overcome all the odds to maybe become a two-time champion. So they said, what do we do? So I guess the best thing to do was to give your pay-per-view match for, on free TV. So they did what they did. They got their million-plus views on free TV. It was, you know, a great segment. So Tony Khan won with that reasoning. But, again, you had to find a way to bring that sizzle. So the open contract, I was good with it. A-Steel, you know what it is with A-Steel, guys? It reminds me of 2001 when Goldberg was hanging around with Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker and everybody in the crowd was like, why the hell is Buddy Lee Parker is hanging out with Goldberg? Why? Unless you was watching Nitro, you found out, you knew the reason why. But if you was in the crowd, you was like, why the hell is Buddy Lee Parker hanging out with Goldberg and having this high-profile match with Luger and Buff Bagwell? The same thing with A Steel, unless you're watching it on TV and Excalibur is explaining it to the viewing audience. Oh, that's Punk's friend, that's Punk's trainer, or whatever the case may be. I was like, who the hell is that? You know who would have been a better visual? Someone like Jerry Lynn, someone like Arn Anderson to pick up that contract. But then it would have made no sense for those two to uh give punk that you know that rah-rah speech. To make him sign that goddamn contract. Or, so I understand. What about
7: Cocabana?
6: <laughs> you you want to start a fight, Jimmy? You want to start a, a real fight in the ring? Like, I'm like what? You still owe me money. But you know what, Jimmy? Sorry, that actually would have been a better visual if punk and Coke you know what? You're actually absolutely right. I actually stand corrected. If that would have been better for business, hand bones. That would have been better for business, Jimmy T it should have been called Cabana it should have been <laughs>
7: mm-hmm. smart Jimmy smart Jimmy says no one knows a still why why have you disappeared again Jimmy what's what's going on man <laughs> anyway
5: Listen, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say it right now. Okay, there's there's two ways that they could have avoided this whole situation because right now they're in this situation where they've got two faces and they're you know they're having to kind of sort of push Mox into the into the heel role. Although I mean it's still it's still very nebulous as to whether or not he is or he isn't. One, you have the person who wins the tournament for the for the interim title be a heel, just any heel, just somebody. Who would be able to walk around with the belt and say, I'm the real world champion. And until that, and until that punk comes back, you all get to bask in the glory of my championship reign. MJF would have been a perfect pick, pick, you know, if, if they weren't fighting with him right now. Um, <clears throat> and then, and then, you know, when punk comes back, he has a bad guy to come slay. He has a dragon to come after. Right. Um, the second thing that they could have done is um, not had not given away the, the goddamn match on pay per view um, or on or on free TV um, and had somebody else come out and challenge for the title. The other thing that they could have done is they could have done the like they could have actually went ahead with the segment last week. Punk loses the match. There's an open challenge. MJF comes back and says, "I'm I'm going to accept the challenge." MJF wins. Uh, at the pay-per-view and now punk has somebody to feud with when he comes back um the way they did it is overly complex it's like you know we're gonna pop the boys type shit which is fine but we're not the boys like and there's a million people who may or may not watch aew every week who are not the boys um, you need to make it digestible for, for the everyday audience. And if you wanted Ace Steele to be a part of this, you needed to be including him for the past four or five weeks. Subtly, you could have done it subtly, but you needed to have him included. Because the way that they did this, it was just, oh, that's Ace Steel, he's, he's, uh, he, he's best friends with... And you're like, okay, show don't tell, guys. Show don't tell. It's not that difficult.
7: 100% agree with you, Chris. As a matter of fact that's the problem like maybe not four to five weeks right but they should have at least had a few weeks where they could have built a program and then tell you who a steel is to be honest i didn't even know he was an agent in AEW. i guess he is right prof
6: i mean dude, how long dude a, a steel a steel carry punk you know when he was injured last week they didn't say well, his name i didn't name. even notice
7: I didn't yeah, even notice, he man. Was,
6: he was carrying, he was holding his shoulders and shit like that. So it was funny that they didn't even mention that name, so well,
5: you know, it with that. <clears throat> well, yeah, swing it a yeah. miss. It's yeah. like watching the Mets every Wednesday.
7: But I felt like they'd done a reset of this <laughs> fucking... <laughs> I felt like they'd done a reset of this whole feud, you know what I mean? Where they probably weren't liking where they were going in the first place. So they said, fuck it, let's just redo this shit, and let's start from here. And for what it is, great it's it's a lot better than the whole build before that but again
6: too but, much but Jimmy, but Jimmy Bones said it right i mean it's overthinking it they're digesting Jeez. it for the boys they're digesting it for the million <laughs> aew fans that watch it every week so it's like you know they already know they already did their homework jimmy so it's it's right there for them they understand it again tony kind of said it Weeks on busted open radio. He said it weeks on, on Twitter and all that stuff. I ain't trying to get new fans. I ain't trying to get casual fans. I ain't even trying to get laps fans. I'm just trying to keep my fans that have been watching it week in and week out. So they know they're happy. I know hand bones, they're happy. That's all that matters. Tony Khan is making the same people happy all the time. They're not, he's not trying to make new people happy. He's not trying to make new fans happy to make this digestible. But the only thing again with the overthinking was they had to validate the reason for punk to come into Chicago with all that you know momentum of being cheered up, you know, 90 95% of the fans in Chicago are gonna say CM Punk, channel, you know, the, the roof's gonna blow out that building where well it ain't even in Chicago, guys. I forgot it's it's in a suburb of Chicago. Yeah. all out in the southern of chicago not chicago but they keep you you see another mistake they keep calling it chicago but they're not in chicago that arena is not even nowhere near chicago it's an hour <laughs> away let's just keep it real let's keep it 100
7: <laughs> correct man spot on chris
5: yeah uh well keep speaking of keeping it 100 um next up we've got somebody who had many many matches against conan and the disco inferno in wcw A uh, thank you uh chris jericho he's backstage uh he says that the match at the pay-per-view will be a nightmare i tend to agree because most of chris jericho's matches in the last year or so have been nightmares um jericho talks about his accomplishments his accolades danny garcia shows up and he says <clears throat> Chris, I'm sorry about last week, man, and um, <laughs> I pledge my loyalty to um, to the Jericho Appreciation Society, and um, I'll be there for you. And I know you don't need to cheat to win. You're great. This guy's a post, dude. I, I don't like. I'm not trying to be an asshole. Okay, I'm really not. Danny Garcia is a very talented in-ring worker. You have to be able to act to be an effective professional wrestler on television. This guy. Can't even act like himself. Prof, man am I wrong?
6: He can't act like a sports entertainer and he can't act like a professional wrestler. So he's he's stuck in limbo. Yes, you're right.
7: <laughs> you know what it reminded me of, man, the way he talks? Do you remember when Rikishi said I did it for the rock?
6: <laughs> That's I what he reminded it me of the, for the
7: people. <laughs> I did it for Chris Jericho. Like, like seriously, he's so monotone. That's what it reminded me of, and I hate his expressions, man. His expressions—he just looks like he's about to cry.
6: Wait, not, not for nothing. I, I don't want to like sway away from the subject here, but guys, do you realize that this match and All Out between Brian Danielson and Chris Jericho? Uh, Chris Jericho says, "You want the Lionheart, Brian Danielson. You're gonna get the Lionheart." You you notice that? That's the build, right? But so, uh. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, since I've been watching all you know, Dynamite guys, and for the PWCites, you know, whoever's in the chat, you can attest to and this. The
7: Skirmites and the Skirmites, yeah, bro, the, the
6: Skirmites. But uh, <laughs> the Lionheart lost to John Moxley, so why am I invested in an all-out uh Lionheart? What's the difference? The Lionheart lost on free there's TV. There's no difference, bro. Yeah, I'm there's just no difference. Saying. No, really you difference. want paint now. If you want Painmaker Jericho at all out, all right, give him I'm shelling out my $50, but you want Lionheart. But Lionheart just lost on free TV against John Moxley. Does it make sense? I know Daniel Garcia does, is not making sense, but having Lion doing a, a promo with you need Lionheart, you're gonna get Lionheart, you can't defeat Lionheart. Lionheart already lost. I'm just saying, just saying. I'm sorry, I nitpick. You know, people are gonna say I'm an AEW hater. I know, skrmy. I'm not a hater. I'm just pointing out the obvious.
7: <laughs> Absolutely, go for it, Chris.
5: No, man. Yeah, like, and the thing is, let like if we're honest, Lionheart was Chris Jericho's least interesting gimmick. Like, that was that was his babyface um, run in WCW, where he was just yes come on, no. baby. But like, actually doing right. it, like to actually right, get the right. crowd to to cheer for him. That was Lionheart. It was his? WCW. That was like the Rocky
7: Maivia of Chris Jericho's Lionheart, pretty much. It was man. the least that's interesting thing that he's ever done. It was. It really was. But when he turned into a heel, that's what the Jericho holic thing started. If you know what I mean in WCW mm-hmm. and the yeah. like Monday Night Jericho. What was he then, though? Was he not still the Lionheart?
6: They kind no, of I faded away right. from the Lionheart, calling him Lionheart. It was just Chris Jericho.
7: Jericho. I guess so. I guess you're right. Yeah, have him do but his yeah,
5: fucking he... hair like that again, where it's all, like, done up and stuff. stuff. That you're I mean, that'd be
7: great. Be... Yeah, why not? why not have him have a cry when he loses to Danielson and start hitting the posts with the chair, if you remember? Yeah, I'd be down <laughs> like, for you it. You could lost. even...
5: He could go, he could have a different fat security guard at every city. I mean, he'd just have to pick like any one of just about everyone in the crowd.
7: (laughs) And Todd in the chat said, Shout out your 50 bucks for a near five hour pay per view.
6: Oh, Oh, yeah, pal. Well, you know what? Wait, to be fair, I'm going to say this to be fair 50 bucks for five hours, that's 10 bucks an hour. Can't go wrong. (laughs) (laughs)
7: Hey, he's got a point, actually, Chris.
6: Yeah, but if it's three hours of shit. (laughs)
5: i don't want to pay for three hours of shit it's it's one of those it's one of those things about the theory of relativity right ll cool j explained this perfectly the theory of relativity if you put your hands on a hot plate a second can feel like an hour but if you put your hands on a hot woman an hour can feel like a second absolutely
7: spot on that's why he's ll cool j man (laughs)
5: <laughs> that's what the ladies love cool jay that's that's how it is man that's how it is that how that's how it be. that's
6: that's, p- that's part of the Virgin chronicles but that's a different story
5: yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right so we get in we we finally get into what i what i would consider to sort of be like the sh- the the show proper and um i didn't think i was gonna like this uh it's danielson versus jake hager and i thought uh uh, like these are just two guys that we've seen a lot of, you know, we've seen, I've seen them wrestle before, you know what I mean? Like, it's just sort of samey, samey stuff. And we know who's going to win and it's not going to be entertaining. And I really kind of had to eat my words on this because in ring, this was actually a really good match. They told, um, they told a predictable and yet believable story where Danielson, he's the smaller guy. He's got to try to you know, land quick strikes. He's got to try to take advantage when he can. And I really enjoyed the fact that most of the times that he was able to lock in a submission, Jake Hager was able to just power out. Because, I mean, as, as effective as Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is against larger men, if somebody's nearly 100 pounds heavier than you, they can probably just pick you up off the mat. Like, that's that's real life. That's how it actually is in a fight so i really like the psychology behind all this i like the way that it ended too it was, some, it was some quick sort of switches and ducks and then all of a sudden sort of out of nowhere comes the what is it called the bukkake knee i whatever yeah, um the
7: the bukkake knee and uh, <laughs> tra-
6: trademark that oh. and bones trademark
5: it uh <laughs> that's, that's gonna, gonna right go off, on a fucking t-shirt um oh, man. <clears throat> All right, so but anyway, Danielson gets the win, and uh, up to that point, I really, really liked it. We'll get into the to what happened after the after the match a little bit too. But um, Jimmy, what did you think of the actual matchup? Did you like the match?
7: I liked it, man. I I, I knew it was going to be a pretty hard hitting affair, man. And you know what? I, I noticed. Uh, what's his name? Oh, my God, Hager. Those elbows he was dropping when he was on top mount, when he was mounting uh, Danielson, one of them got him clean right in the fucking face, man. And he, and I think he realized, he's like, oh, shit. And then sort of started hitting again, you know what I mean? But, man, it was pretty hard hitting. It, it was tough. It made Brian Danielson really work for his win. But uh, I enjoyed it. It was entertaining. The only thing is, man, I've noticed with Hager, like, he's been in matches now that's pretty competitive. But they're going nowhere with him. He's just there. He's just there pretty much, like he's doing nothing. I think they should maybe do something a little more with him. Sure, he can't talk. And yes, he's got us you know, the, the list going. But I think he's got more to give, man, but they're just not really showcasing him enough.
5: I think if you can't say championship uh mm-hmm. on television, it's pretty hard to push you. I mean, Cody Rhodes, I guess, proves me wrong there, but um I, I, I don't Cody know. Does, baby. I don't know. My counter argument is that I actually think that Jake Hager is being used in just in just about a perfect place right now. He's not a main event guy. He really shouldn't be your main event guy because he can't talk. He doesn't he doesn't produce the kinds of um, excitement from crowds of people that you need to be to to be a main eventer. And, uh, you know, he comes across as a big, scary dude when they need him to. But also he's there to sort of you know put other talent over. I actually like the, the the placement that they have for him. Uh Professor, what do you think? Jake Hager, future world champion, or
6: no, he's the current and only goon for the JAS. So he is the perfect spot for, for the TV Jimmy. He he has the perfect placement as Hambung said. And I look at this match as you know kind of like a video game you get to the you know level one to get to the master so you know you beat the level one guy you beat the level one goon now you move on to chris jericho at all out so i I like this match i think jimmy the way you you're saying it i actually half agree with you because you know they tried i think tony khan tried to use the mystique of jake hager with the mma stuff you remember that like jake hager and uh what was it? Wardlow in a in a pit match or something like that? Yeah, that yeah, yeah. stupid MMA pit match that looked so cheesy. But oh, that was so the mystique of of Jake Hager being that undefeated. I don't know if he was undefeated, but uh, he you know used the MMA stuff, and they did that in this match. You could say he did half of the uh MMA stuff in there. So you know it was it was an okay match. It served a purpose. That's what it was for. It it
7: yeah. definitely did. And for the for the record. I am not saying he should win the world championship. I'm just saying do a little more with him. That's all. That's all I'm saying.
5: Yeah. All right. Well, a um, couple other things I wanted to mention. First of all, there were five fucking people on commentary on this match because both Jericho and Regal got involved. That's too many fucking. That's that's just too many people. Like it's too many people on a goddamn podcast. Never mind on a on a on a television production. Like. <laughs> three guys is fine for the booth you can have a fourth guy for like a five minute match i guess but this just i at at one point i was literally trying to go who the which one of these fucking idiots just said that um also regal's entire shtick seems to be to uh flirt with excalibur when he's on commentary and i don't know if that's meant to be charming or funny or what but it doesn't do it for me
6: um It's it's that british dry humor and bones. You gotta, you gotta understand it's that. True. I'm Canadian.
5: It's true. <laughs> I I understand dry humor very well. That was that's just weird. Just it's just uh,
6: weird. We also, know, also, no, but, also, you,
5: you fat are you are right. Don't you, know the words to Judas. I don't know if, if it's something. I don't know. I don't know if just fat people don't know the words to Judas, or if just everyone in the AEW crowd is fat. And they don't know the words to Judas, but like they keep doing the this where they 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 pan to somebody who's singing Judas and they're not singing Judas. They're just going they're like the, the the music is playing in the back and they're going eh, and <laughs> eh, Judas in Judas in my mind. It's like,
6: well, <laughs> well, the, well, the smart, uh... the, the smart crowd. Has it on their phone? They got the lyrics of Judas on their phone, and then they read it. But then, when the camera pans to them, they put their phone down so they can sing. But that's number one. Number two, I'll go, let's go back to the commentary team because you you made a good point, Hanbones, Because the problem is the chemistry. Jim Ross, he's been he's been doing it for thirty years. He's been lead guy. You got Excalibur. He's a lead guy. So you know you can't have two lead guys doing it. You got Tony Schiavone, who's been a lead guy for Nitro and WCW Saturday night. That's three lead guys. Then you got your color commentary guy, which is Taz. So he knows his place. Then you add fillers of Jericho and Regal. Then it's a clusterfuck. It turns into a clusterfuck at commentary. You can't have that. So you know, you need Tony Khan needs to say, I need a lead commentator. I need I need a color guy. And then that's it. Maybe two handbones. I know you said three, but two might be what they only need. Cause yeah. you know what? Get Mark Henry. Get a steel. Oh. Get Get a uh, get Jerry Lynn. I, I I think we need like ten. Let's make a record. Let's do a Guinness <laughs> Book of World Records on a match.
7: Now nah, no. Nah, but look, Prof, you're right, man. I think two is the best combination in all of professional wrestling. But for whatever reason, in all of wrestling, we need more than two fucking commentators, man. So it is what it is. But uh yeah, look, I don't think we we'll ever see two ever again, prof. It just doesn't feel like that will ever go that way, man. I, I can I'm tolerate wrong,
6: I can tolerate three. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's, it's I can right. tolerate three, but right. as long as there's chemistry of a lead guy, a color commentator, and maybe an analyst. That's the way it worked. It worked right. in Nitro. Tony Schiavone worked, Bobby was on the on his right, and then Mike Tanae was on his left. But you had the analyst. And you had the color commentator, or the heel commentator, whatever the case may be. You just don't have that with the AEW commentators. You got three lead guys, one color, and then you got fillers that sometimes come in and out.
5: Yeah, everybody's trying to do play by play, and it's it's just too yeah, many voices. It's yeah. Like the prof um, said,
7: when you got three lead guys on the one, you know, commentating team, there's gonna be an issue.
5: That's right. That's right. That's why you let me lead the show. <laughs> That's right. Uh, anyway, after the match, the JAS they come out to jump Brian, the Blackpool Club, uh, who I honestly didn't even recognize as the show was going on. I didn't know who it was. Um, I thought it was just like some random Japanese guy, and then I thought I thought Superhuman was on was on the show. So
7: fuck this shit. Uh, it's okay to say Regal is useless in AEW according to Facebook user. Apparently, it's 8-Track Black Jeff. We know it's you, bro. All right. <laughs> you can't hide, man. We know it's you. But anyway, <laughs> continue. Yes, sorry.
5: He's pretty much useless in AEW. Considering the man's talents and what he could be for anybody who's who's picked him up, he's pretty much useless. Yep. He comes out to do color commentary. He flirts with
6: Excalibur. He leaves. That's all he does. Well, he's, he's useless because he didn't walk out with Moxley during the first segment. So, you know. He's got he's a world
5: champion shooter? in his stable, and he doesn't, and he doesn't, you know, right. come out with him.
7: And they don't even acknowledge it. They don't even Brilliant. acknowledge that she said. What does this mean? That he's not part of the BBC or the combat fucking clueless cunt? I mean, seriously, he I mean, shrunk.
5: He can't be part of the BBC anymore.
7: <laughs> hey, it's not big enough, too. <laughs>
5: yeah, all the uh, you know, all the alcohol and everything just uh, damaged. Eh
6: and you know what you know what it's funny with that segment guys because john moxley's doing what he's doing with cm punk but he's still part of the bcc bbc whatever you want to call it supposed to help his buddy i mean danielson's being you know beat up and only two of you guys come out Moxley's a part of this unless regal's you know you know his he's 54 he's supposed to run his ass into the ring too and help out (laughs) what do you want to do
5: no no moxley no moxley Moxley is trash. Um, I I feel very strongly that in like four or five years, you know those like Zach Morris's trash memes uh, from mm, yeah. Saved by the Bell or whatever was that? Is that right? I think that's John right. Moxley yes, yes, is yes, trash. I, I feel like that's what we're gonna get. Is John Moxley is trash. Uh, <laughs> John
7: Moxley is trash. <laughs>
5: you remember that episode when John Moxley said that uh, champions don't quit, even though he just got back from rehab? John Moxley's trash.
7: Champions don't don't quit. They boogie, bro. <laughs> Literally.
5: Oh, <laughs> uh, for fuck's sake! All right, back from break. Uh, the job squatter in the ring. I I don't I don't know what these people are called. I don't care. Uh, the wingmen. The wingmen. Oh, yes,
7: the wingmen. Wingmen.
5: But a wingman is somebody who's attached to somebody else. So you can't just have a bunch of wingmen. It's like calling a stable the lone it, wolves. Anyway. <clears throat> uh or the judgment day and we'll leave that alone i'm not going to i'm not going to get into that <laughs> nonsense uh back from the break the job squad are in the ring they say some nonsense and Morrissey comes down to the ring uh dude looks great uh, Look,
7: he looks jacked up bad dude i mean i've it looked great the first time he turned up on dynamite but this time he's juiced to the gills like big time have you seen that stanner he's on, man, with his chest? I mean, seriously, those horse hormones are making him look like a huge horse, man. No doubt about it.
5: He's on the Triple H diet, and it's working for him. <laughs> he's um, on more
7: than the Triple H diet. I'll put it that way.
5: <laughs> Triple H Jeez. is on more than the Triple H diet. That's the joke. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Or at least he has been. Maybe he had to back off after his heart attack. But that's what happens when you when you right. on the Triple H hey, diet dude. for long enough.
6: You got to you you heart gotta heart go on, to You got to do the herbal stuff now. You can't do the 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 hormone stuff. Yessir, yes, Uh Anyway,
5: Morrissey comes down to the ring. He uh, clears the he clears the ring. Stokely Hathaway, uh, uh, from what I could see, appeared to be hard. Um, as he got in the ring and just kind of stared at Morrissey for a while and then handed him a card. Tony Schiavone asks Hathaway what the business cards are for, and they shove each other a little bit, and it just looked like two old guys shoving each other in the street. It
7: wasn't that was so stupid. First of all, it was a dumb question by Schiavone. What are those business cards for? Duh, Tony. They're business cards, you doofus. I mean, seriously, why even ask the question?
5: Well, actually, I think that this might have something to do with Ring of Honor, um, and I think oh. that mostly because no. as Morrissey was making his way to the ring, the, the they said, oh, what is he doing here? Oh, well, there's been some talk about him signing. Yeah, but where did he sign was literally a part of the commentary as he was walking to the ring. So I'm wondering if maybe like a Hathaway takes over ROH uh, might be something that they're at Even- least looking at building.
7: If he did sign with the Ring of Honor, right, just say, he will still be labeled as All Elite. Like, it's going to say, Morrissey is All Elite anyway. That's that's what they're going to do. That's the meme. You know what I mean? Well, just like every well, other Twitter, Ring of Honor company. Twitter
6: will confirm if he's All Elite or if he's uh, with Honor. So, you know, we'll, we'll have to wait for that Twitter. Yeah. yeah.
7: Well, Morrissey is Honor.
5: <laughs> I'm still waiting for the Vince McMahon is All Elite uh, tweet, too. Um <laughs> Will Ospreay is backstage, and he's saved Settle having down, to bruv. speak. Um, and we're saved from having to listen to him speak by Cyrus. Nothing interesting is said, and that's the end of the segment.
7: Cyrus the Virus, Cyrus. formerly known as Don Callis.
5: Hey, I remember back in
7: ECW. I used to like him in ECW back in the day, man, when he was part of the network, if you know what I mean. Oh, was yeah, that was, that, was, good. that was
6: gold. I mean, Absolutely. Don Callis is... is is very valuable for television purposes for AEW. But you know what? If he's just, let's just say, pigeonholed to Kenny Omega and the elite, you won't see the the essence of Don Callis. You're not getting everything so, out of him you could. Right. And then, of course, there, there's a problem. Nobody knows, you know, I and mean, people might say, again, I'm hating, but nobody knows who Will Ospreay is. Only about 20% Settle of American audience... Say what? Settle down, bruv. Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> 20%, the time. Only 20% of American audiences know who Will Ospreay is. And that 20% yes, is already man. AEW watchers. And if, and if I had, you know, the doctor Russell Russellnomics, Jeff Lipman, you know, could you uh, give me the uh, New Japan uh, ratings for last week so you can prove <laughs> my point? I'm guessing it was around fifty thousand. Yeah, fifty thousand watch exactly. uh, New Japan in America on Access TV. So that fifty thousand already watches AEW. So again, nobody knows who the hell Will Ospreay is. So this is a segment of a guy who thinks he's uh, Okada, who thinks he's Tanahashi in Japan, but he ain't even close to that. That's the thing. He's so overrated. He's Kenny. He ain't even Kenny. He ain't even Kenny. And I'll say this because thank you, Jeff. <laughs> but I say this. The inception of AEW when it started in 2019, guys, correct me if I'm wrong. People wanted to see Omega and Okada on American soil. That's what we talked about for three years. I Don't remember anybody really talking about Omega and Osprey. I know Jimmy T, you're the New Japan guy, but please. This is almost an, you know, they're force feeding this. I was never clamoring for Osprey and Omega. Am I right? Or am I, or no, you have a different right. opinion?
7: You're, you're totally right. But I will say, because I am the New Japan guy, I am looking forward to a program between the two, though. I won't lie, right? I am, right? But, no, you're telling I'm
6: you're right. just, but I'm just saying, the inception of, of AEW, people were saying Omega, Okada, on American soil. I don't care what pay-per-view you do, but we need to put it on American soil so this way the American audience can feel that seven-star match that they had in Japan a couple of years ago. Can they relive the magic? I just don't remember Omega and Osprey. We were clamoring for that. I still don't you're even right. think even this. I'm clamoring for that.
7: Well, to be fair, Osprey, he was getting some chance at least. So the so the fans of Chicago, you know, knew who he was, literally. So we'll we'll give him that. But look, I think Osprey has got a lot of potential, man. But he's small. I am taller than him. Put it that way. I've <laughs> met him. I've been right next to. Him, I swear to you, man. This is I kid you not. When I went to a New Japan event here in Australia, prof, right? I had mm-hmm. backstage access, right? So I was mm-hmm. mingling, you know, with all the wrestlers and shit. And out of nowhere, I get a tap on my shoulder. <laughs> I look back, and it's fucking Will Ospreay. <laughs> and he's like, hey, bro. He goes, can you do me a favor? And I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> What's that? He goes, can you take a picture for me? And I'm like, yeah, okay, no worries. Fuck, Will Ospreay's asking me to take a picture of him and the fan. I guess the fan was nervous because he didn't say shit. You know what I mean? So I took the picture for him, gave the phone back. And then you know what the first thing went through my head, man? I'm like, damn, this motherfucker is small. <laughs> like he looks so much bigger, like on television, than he does in person. So he's he's a small motherfucker, no doubt.
6: See, this is when you should embellish, Jimmy. You should have said he tapped you on the shoulder and said, "Can I take a picture with you?" See, because you you're the PWC guy. See, that's what you absolutely. Should, you got to embellish the stories. I'm just giving you advice here.
7: No, no, you're right, bro. I think it was just before the PWC was even a thing. As a matter of fact, it was a couple of months off, but. I, will I, say, mean, I was who,
5: shocked. Rewrite history; it, it's been Catch done. Tapped you on the shoulder, and he went, "Oh my god, mate! Aren't you DJ Mass Effects? Oh, can I get a picture? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> can I get a picture?" There I you go. Turned
7: around, and said, "You mean you want a picture with me, bro?" <laughs> you know what I mean? I should have said that, but yeah. Oh well, uh, I was just shocked that he actually asked me and tapped me on the shoulder. So it is what it is. But he is a small motherfucker; it definitely is.
5: All right, moving on here. Uh Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter take on Tony Storm. And who gives a sheeta? Um First of all, a uh, little shout-out to uh, Panetta. Sexy time. Hey, what's up? Uh Jamie Hader, uh got the dollar for tonight. It's her ninth dollar of the year. Jimmy's getting wait, a phone wait, call wait, wait, again wait. or something.
7: I am. As a matter of fact, I am. Shit. But Stop I calling want to say Jimmy. Here. I know it's getting annoying, but you know what, Chris?
5: Shout to shout outs to Panetta and uh Jamie Hader, who won her ninth dollar of the year. Um, I'm not sure why uh Kev is so attracted to someone's bum that looks like Rey Mysterio's face, but I'm not gonna get into the complexities of uh I'm not gonna get into the complexities of people's sexuality, right? Okay, so Kev, we love you. No matter what kind of Freaky stuff you're into You're Um, not not
6: into bootyology (laughs) Hambones And that is into bootyology He understands the essence of the booty The shape, the curvatures of the booty
5: Yeah, but if the picture of the booty Looks exactly like a Rey Mysterio Mask, I have some questions Circa
7: 95, 96 By the way
5: (laughs) Okay (laughs) All right. the faces get the crowd up and loud For some back to back axe handles Hooray um clear cheating is allowed by the referee before a break cuz welcome to AEW there's no rules. Um this is four of the best women that they have in the division uh in AEW it's four of the best women they have uh in this company and this match is still a goddamn mess. People are standing around, there's stuff not being sold, there's watches. people are there's botches, everybody's waiting. Um they Why don't understand they don't understand tag team wrestling. I mean, I, I get it. All four of these women are, like, more naturally singles competitors. But you have to understand the point of a tag team match. You need well, to, they've been
7: having nothing but tag matches the last six weeks or whatever, man, to be honest. So they should be fucking used to it by now.
5: You'd think, but no. Anyway, who gives a Sheeta, uh, picks up the win at the end here? It's not a lot to talk about. I'm not. This was... Like for the for the first half of the mat for the first half of the show, like we had said that like all three of us were pretty stoked for the first half of this show. This was the low point of the first half for me. It was who cares, and I just I have a really hard time. I don't think they've done a good job of building this. Um, It's basically been a two week build for a fatal four way match that's supposed to be for the title, Um,
6: and and a two week build for Sheeta to have the the TV time to even validate her being in the fatal four way.
5: Right. No, exactly. So, I mean, am I missing something prof or is this another thing where they just, I don't know if they had to hotshot this, but they're doing it.
6: I, I think they had to hotshot this for a fatal four way. But again, I mean, whatever the dirt she say, you know, whether it's politics, whether it's an injury, whether Britt Baker, you know, played her card because, you know, She's the only one who gets what besides Jay Cargill the most TV time. So if it's not Jade, it's Brit. So you know, you need to validate the TV time, and Brit does validate TV time. But the problem is, like I said, she does is a two week bill to validate her, even though she's a former AEW women's champion. You got Tony Stone, who's probably on her way to becoming AEW women's champion, then you add the the Jamie hater effects, you know, to have a fatal four-way cluster, fuck it all out. So, again, is Thunder Rosa injured? Again, I'll give her the benefit of the doubt. But, again, those politics that, you know, the reputation proceeds, talk to Ivelisse about that. But, anyway, neither here nor there. But, again, I'm giving Thunder Rosa the benefit of the doubt. So, again, if it's hot shot to to a fatal four-way for another interim champion, again, I hate that word, interim, but, you know... It is what it is. So, again, I know Jimmy probably is cheering for the Aussie of Tony Stone to win it all. So I'm, I'm going with you, Jimmy, you know, to validate. But then doesn't it cheapen the moment, Jimmy, that Tony Stone's going to be interim and it's not going to feel, you know, bigger than it's supposed to be?
7: Absolutely does cheapen the, the effect, shall I say, uh, Prof. But, look, man, I'm not even sure 100% if she will become the interim champion just yet because of the way the match ended. But then again, it was Sheeta. They got the pin. So maybe you're right. Look, I hope she does win it. She needs to start getting a little more motivated and maybe with the interim AEW women's championship, she can, uh, you know, represent, but we'll see. Time will tell.
5: Time will tell. Anyway, uh, next up, we've got CM Punk who comes down to the ring and, um, i don't know guys like no one cares about women's <laughs> wrestling from sammy guevara yeah that's um that's not a shocking thing for sammy guevara to say um
7: just don't go raping sasha banks all right sammy just just say just
5: leave sasha alone um cm punk i don't know man uh, since his since his return um I kind of feel like he needs to have a name change. I feel like CM Emo fits fits this guy a little bit better because he cries like a lot now. Like, I've seen him cry in the tears, ring, like, five times since he's come back. That's that's too much crying. It's just it's too much crying. Uh, Phil, those are definitely crocodile
7: stuff. tears. Oh, increase. I know, just saying, I know, yeah, I'm just saying.
5: Phil does Phil stuff as he talks about getting screws in his foot. And then he says, I got 16 screws in my foot, which is 16 more times than that fat guy right there has ever gotten laid. Why Why you got a fat shame, Phil? What's the matter with you? That's not very woke.
7: I know, right? How fucking weird is that? But anyway, I guess he said some shit.
5: Yeah, he's not sure if he's a... He he said that he's a hundred percent, but he's just not sure if, if his new hundred percent is, is good enough anymore. Didn't we do this when he debuted? I'm not sure I'm good enough anymore. I'm not sure I'm good enough anymore. Like
6: this is a difference. There's, there's, exactly there's a different diff- no, there's a difference. And I I, I don't wanna defend Phil here because I used to call him PMS Bitch Boy back a couple of years ago when he <laughs> yeah. lost in UFC. <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. But I say this he had a reality check you could say ham bones cleveland brought the reality check again we talked about this in the PWC extra with jimmy you remember this i said cleveland they did all that stuff you know he he got massacred in ufc and now it's time for you know the redemption story like you said jimmy about chicago it has to be the redemption story so now he he has to, he has <laughs> to find the, the he has to find his spirit he has to find s- some reasoning but, the re- but again, you overthink it. He lost his will, but then it took, you know, That's Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker, you know. It, oh, I'm sorry. It wasn't Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker. It took a Steel to come into the ring with the contract <laughs> in his hand to, to, you know, light a fire in CM Punk's, uh, you know, caboose, if you will. But, you know. Again, I saw, I saw something on uh, social media, you know, while I was watching the Dynamite. Like, people gave A-Steel a lot of credit. But, like, A-Steel's promo to give CM Punk the, 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 the will to go into All Out and accept, you know, that rematch against John Moxley, it made me pay my 50 bucks. Thank A-Steel. He is the—that promo—if that promo didn't get you to, pay, you know, shell out 50 bucks, you ain't a wrestling fan. OK, I'm just I'm just reporting to you guys what I saw on social media. A still got a lot of praise tonight. OK, I,
5: I thought he was fine.
6: Um I I yeah. So, I mean, I love I love that after the after the fact moment from me. I liked it. It was fine.
5: It was fine fine um it was just fine um ace steel comes out to confront punk he tells him that this isn't punk he fought through everything his coach is proud of him and his coach believes in him coach is more proud of punk's career than he is of his own which is a weird thing to say to people man i don't care um ace then says fuck uh and it they didn't catch it he said fuck um punk called somebody fat and then ace said fuck i i don't know man i i feel like warner sure was was fuck or
7: you sure no, was, was fuck, fuck or fuck. punk? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, no, uh, it was definitely no, fuck.
5: No. No, he definitely said fuck. Um, anyway, yeah, I thought that, uh, you know, I thought that light-skinned Jose Lothario did a good job here. Um, <laughs> so we've got
7: Shawn Michaels losing his smile and Jose Lothario in each corner. So
6: he gets punk. That's a punked lot of cosplaying, Jimmy. I mean, now he's he's it doing Shawn Michaels cosplay. He's yes, losing his smile man. and then regaining it.
7: Yes. Absolutely, in this matter of seconds, Prof. Damn, where's the version, that He's not <laughs> going to do it. <laughs> but now, but seriously, boys, is it not? Am I not wrong? I mean, seriously. I mean, he's cosplaying Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, ninety-seven all over again, man. Ninety-eight as well, adding a little bit of ninety-eight with Shawn Michaels losing his smile
5: i really didn't i really honestly like this wasn't my favorite thing in the world but i i really thought like was this promo. was okay no. this was no, no this no, was no. a decent Look. little promo for Mace steel it
7: was good it was good chris no doubt about it it was good but i i can't take this guy serious man it's just me you know what i mean from one second having 16 screws in his fucking ankle to suddenly being superman
6: yeah well, that's yeah. my problem, man. The, the the promo was good, but the optics was terrible because Punk Absolutely. walked very—you know—he walked like nothing hurt hurt him. That's that's yeah. the problem. He could have came with a crutch. He could have been limping. He could have had a boot on his foot. <laughs> no, again, to sell it, and then you know, say I lost my spirit and all that stuff. But he said it was a hundred percent. So you know, he's gotta he's gotta play it off. So neither here nor there.
5: Yep. I mean, I, I agree. There, there were definitely some missed spots here, some missed opportunities. Um, the end of it is the long and short of it is, uh, CM Punk signs the contract and he, he wants mocks at the pay-per-view, uh, fine. Uh, this was, this wasn't bad this, but the thing that I feel like AEW kind of does is they give you almost no reason to tune into a pay-per-view until the week before the pay-per-view. Like, there's very, very little or light buildup towards anything. And then it's right before the Until pay-per-view, the all the good stuff happens. And I feel like they need to put something a couple weeks before the pay-per-view to get you to tune in to the week before the pay-per-view, too. Like, they almost need to build the build a little bit with this company. Although, to be fair, you know, WWE hasn't done a, any better a job in the last well, Luke- three or four years you're right
7: about that too chris but to be fair also to aw for a go home show it actually home given that you know what i mean so you're right they don't do shit during the build-up to the go home but it felt like a go home show no less
5: yeah no i agree and especially like we said like the first half of this and we'll get into the rest of it here but um the first half of this show was pretty entertaining
6: um, i i i'll say this and i didn't mean to cut you off i just say no this way. but uh the story was, was punk being injured for months so i guess it's supposed to sell itself he's he was originally supposed to come back match. and then the, the yeah. match is, is set for all out but then they put the match a week before the pay-per-view but then again they overthought this they were overthinking this to validate Punk coming into Chicago with with a chip on his shoulder, being a being an underdog, and all that stuff. So that's the thing. They had a story, Christian. I'm just saying with, with with Punk already, you know, saying I'm the real champion, like some like SummerSlam all over again between Punk yeah. and Cena.
5: Yeah. Oh, they had a built-in story. That's part of what I'm saying. Is like there mm-hmm. was a built-in story, but they just didn't bother really expressing it. It's like Mm -hmm. you're supposed to know based on Twitter references that you should buy the pay-per-view. And I mean, maybe that works for some people. Actually, I know it works for some people, but it doesn't work for like average fans. Like, and I mean, that's the same thing. I'll say this. I, I think the same thing about like all combat sports, right? If I see, if I see a couple of weeks before a UFC, Um, that there's like a really cool video package of these two guys and they hate each other and they're talking shit and it's like, oh man, these guys are going to kick each other's fucking faces off. It gets me hyped. Like I want to see it. So you do have to tell the story. You can't just rely on Twitter is, I guess, is, I guess my point, but, uh, Christian Cage and jungle boy are giving a backstage interview. Um, it's a sit down interview. They talk about fathers and money and fighting. Jungle Boy isn't even that cute. Some of Chris's kids, uh, <laughs> probably. Paul um, well, Solis Young, Jeff's kids. I don't. I, I don't understand the reference. Um, Jungle Boy says, and I quote: um, uh, "You know, you. you I. I want to say that I hate you, Christian, but you know, the truth is, it's more complicated than that. And you know, one thing I know for sure though is you won't be wrestling Jungle Boy." at the pay-per-view you'll be fighting jack perry and um
6: i i actually popped for that because i said thank god yep. yes he's a man now he's get that jungle it. boy title off his back and become jungle jack perry i actually applauded tony khan i applauded jungle jack perry i don't i told i i even said this to the pw hustle brothers i said i can't take jungle poor serious because of his name Call him Jungle Jack Perry. And I was like, finally, finally, thank you.
5: Yep. Jimmy, have we not been saying that Jungle Boy needs to change his fucking name to Jack Perry for a year now?
7: We have. The only problem is he's still going to be Jungle Boy to me. That's the problem. You know what I mean? But big fuck. I mean, does it really make a difference? Let's be honest.
6: Yes. Yes. yes, it makes a, makes it really? a big difference. Yes. Look at him. And if he, he, and if like he, and if he cuts his hair, he, he has he's gotta cut that bush hair, or actually like put a rubber band and kind of like refine himself. He has he if has he, to change his whole look too. Rocky Maivia would not have become
5: the most popular man in Hollywood.
8: Oh
7: boy. The rock
5: became the most popular man in Hollywood.
7: That's true. You're right. You don't but think uh, a name still.
5: makes a difference, man? It really No, does. it
7: makes it di- absolutely makes a difference. It, it does, no doubt about it. But what's he going to come out to? Like, what music is he coming out to now? Fair,
5: that's a fair. Diet. I mean, seriously, I think there are a few guys in AEW who come out to who come out to music that just is not appropriate for them.
6: There are nobody should. I'm, you know, sh- I'm sure Luke Luke Perry's in the chat. He's going to explain to us, you know, what Jungle Jack Perry's going to do. Come on, Luke, don't I know let me what down. He
7: will come out to. I guess he'll come out to yeah. this, guys. <laughs> That's what he's gonna come out to. <laughs> because he's a man now, guys. He really is. Jungle Jack Perry. A real man's man. <laughs> Seriously. It can work. It'll work. He'll make it work. come on. That's money right there.
6: It's <laughs> good stuff. Add, add some auto tunes and some disco. You can do the DJ mouth effects. A remix for The Real Man's Man.
7: (laughs) Don't tempt me. I've got ideas now. Actually, I might actually do that. So tune in next week to Uh, find out the the result to a real man's man, Jack Perry.
5: It'll be these vocals to a fucking Tupac beat. Just watch. (laughs) No,
7: no, no, no. Relax now. We're going to have glass breaking everywhere. But anyway.
5: (laughs) All right, all right, all right. He's a man. Enough of this. Um, there's a six-man match up next as FTR and Wardlow face three dudes. Again, I didn't bother figuring out who three these people were. Yep, just three random people. Uh, it's a it's a quick swash match. You know, it's meant it's there to it's it's there to showcase FTR and Wardlow before the pay per view. Um, they get a big win. Uh, Wardlow does the Chris Jericho pin at the end. You know, with his foot on the chest and the rah, but he actually gets three counts, so it's fine just fine uh, professor
6: uh you know what i'm i'm gonna keep saying this i already said it's on the pwc extra ftr has been screwed they've been screwed royally for the last couple of weeks they've been screwed out of a video game that they should be on they were screwed out of a out of a main event match that should have been put on for all out against the young bucks for the you know the winner take all tag team title match that everybody was waiting for This was six months in the making. You want to talk about storytelling, hand bones? They already had a story with FTR's six-month legacy building. So, again, I'm very disappointed. You know, I'm going to say this. I understand, you know, the match for – this ain't no dream. I didn't have a dream match against the Motor City Machine Guns. It's a good match. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. FTR against Motor City Machine Guns, good match. That's not the match I want for All Out. I want FTR against Young Bucks for the winner take all. This is yeah. a
5: filler. It's not it's no. not a dream match like Danny Garcia versus Brian Danielson like you know, it's not like a dream match like Wardlow versus MJF. It's not. It's not a dream match. Like every fucking dream match they come up with is not a dream. Nobody dreamt about it. Absolutely nobody had a fucking dream about it. Maybe Tony Khan had a fever dream about it. Maybe maybe Tony Khan had a had like a hallucination about it because he was way too fucking high on some coke at one point or something. But the the, the, <laughs> the things that they call. Dream matches on this fucking show are not dream matches. Like 90% of the time they use the term dream match. It's just some fucking wrestling match. Absolutely. You're right.
7: Absolutely right.
5: All right. Yeah. On this point, um, FTR are fantastic. They need to be used better. Um, they they did, wait, wait, wait.
6: did. Did you hear the crowd? The crowd was on FTR side. They're, they're trying to tell Tony Khan, Con- and they're, they're trying to tell the Young Bucks, this was the team. This is the team. They've been the number one contenders. I've seen the rankings. They've been the number one contenders. They've had the match of the year against the Briscoes. What more do you want from them? They've what more do you want? And then you other them out.
5: Championships around their waists every single time they come out. Stop yeah. being half pregnant with it. They're belt collectors. Let them collect the fucking belts.
6: Absolutely. They're getting screwed
5: out of their happen. own organ. They're getting
7: screwed. They are. They're getting screwed, legitly. Or this is one big, elaborate, long-term storytelling type of video. This ain't,
6: this ain't storytelling. This is politicking. That's
7: the- I know, it's politicking. But they're going to come up with some fucking bullshit that the fans are all going to start saying when eventually... Surely this is eventually going to come to a crescendo, should I say? Like, it's going to come to an ending here. FTR need to get... Those AEW World Championships, otherwise, I'm talking about the Tag Championships. What's the whole point of them carrying all these defunct titles, or ones that people don't give a shit about? The only thing I care about that they hold is the IWGP Tag Championships.
5: That's it. Who was booking them when FTR became an actual thing, like where everybody went, "Oh wow, these guys are great." Who was booking them?
7: He was booking. Them. Are you talking about when booking... they were great? Triple H, are you talking about? Yeah, well, it's
5: true. If I'm FDR and my contract's coming up in a year and I just got screwed out of a video game check, I'm thinking pretty seriously about going, uh, maybe we can can call
6: Paul.
7: (laughs) Yeah, well, can I ask you, does anyone know, like, what is up with their video game situation? Why aren't they in the game?
6: Uh, Again, they're talking about so many scenarios about the DLC update, I saw something about some kind of some uh, computer move sets that they couldn't do. Making oh. no goddamn sense. Oh. All I'm just saying, they've been screwed. We already know this. They just they've been. They, and I'm going to applaud FTR here. They've been diplomatic. They've been company guys. They really haven't made this an issue. But they know oh, they want to make it an issue. They, they want to make it an issue. But they just <laughs> they're just so diplomatic about it. I applaud them. So, I'm gonna, you know, carry the flag for FTR. They don't have to shout. The professor's gonna shout. The young bucks, no, the, you, the young pucks, you know, you know them. They're the ones that are screwing FTR out of what they belong. They, they belong in this game, they belong on the co main event of All Out. That's it. That's all I'm gonna say.
7: They should be they generation me again. Since they belong. Themselves they, they, they
5: belong in the fucking main event of some dynamites, is what they is where they belong. I'll and, give um, that too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, well, we'll get into it in the main event. Um, you'll you'll definitely be agreeing with my takes. Um, Moxley comes out again and he accepts the match at the uh, he, he accepts the match at the pay per view. Um, guys, Moxley cuts the same fucking promo every single time. This time it was about glorious violence
7: and fake messiahs.
5: And, uh, but it's like cool. every fucking promo. He shouldn't
7: have even come out this time, man. This one was totally pointless.
5: He just—it's just—it's just just, I'm gonna growl some nonsense that nobody would actually say, like, (laughs) like it's like he just read Dante's Inferno and he wants to use some of the big phrases he read or something. Like, bro, stop it. Like,
7: (laughs) I I don't know. Pointless, man. I I don't know.
5: Pointless. I don't listen. Listen, this is a hot take. Hot take here, guys. Okay. Moxley's not a good main eventer.
7: He's just not. I agree. I agree. Look, he's got an aura to him, and that's about it. But really, I kind of agree. Is he as much of a big shot as he thinks he is, prof? No. This
6: was this was just a ratings grab. That's all it was. All the, all these segments of Punk and Moxley were just quarter by quarter ratings grabs and if it if it did a, its purpose then fine you know if it got a you know let's say nine hundred thousand or a million views jimmy then it, he did his job but this was just ratings grabs it, it was recyclable garbage by this time so you know again unless cm punk came out to like confront moxley you know the fire the the the, the spirit that a steel brought into him and, you know, you pull them apart and then you hear Chicago say, well, it ain't Chicago, but you hear Chicago say, let them fight, let them fight, then fine. We can do, I can actually stomach that. But no, hand Bones is right. It was just a recyclable promo, but it was a ratings grab. Yeah, yeah for sure.
5: Um, all right. So back from break, Evil Dose and Ten are in the back. Um, Andrade evil Dose. comes and... <laughs> in. You mean Evil Uno? No, I don't. <laughs> Uh Evil Ghost <laughs> and Ten get, uh, they're, they're backstage. Um Andrade comes and he says, Hi, what's uh, what's your problem, man? You're, you got any money or something? I, I give you money. You want money? Oi. You have a so problem with me? Okay. I'll fucking kill you, okay? And then he attacked him. I, I'm assuming that he said something. I just... I mean, I speak Spanish. I didn't know what the fuck he was saying, so I'm not. I'm not sure what language Andrade was speaking. In this I thought you had marbles time. in
6: your mouth.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Facebook user says, "I think Andrade might be senile. It definitely came across that way." Um, anyway, he beats up Evil Dose and Ten, and um, yeah,
6: that's we had the more segment.
7: cosplaying folks. We had the taser, bro. You forgot to mention the taser.
6: From it wasn't user. even used. It wasn't even used properly.
7: Doesn't yeah. matter. You heard ten it. Ten was it's just looking. Yeah,
6: ten was <laughs> looking it at was him like, like, "Are you going
5: to use that?" Or
7: it was I... like he was dead, like scared to death, almost.
5: Right. So now we like know how you know tough I mean. ten is. He's he's so tough that when a man who weighs about hundred and twenty pounds is holding a taser, he won't do anything. So,
7: but we predicted this also, guys, because we did mention. This is the in now for Hangman Adam Page Butterfly Man himself to to interject into the three or the trios tournament. So, yeah, he beat up Evil Uno, Evil Dose. So thank you, Evil Dose.
5: Oh, thanks for coming on, Evil Dose. I thought you would. I thought you after that shot you took from from Andrade, I figured you wouldn't be you wouldn't be <laughs> well, able to come on.
6: But thanks we, for we, we for could we could off. say that we could say this, Jimmy and Ham Bones you know you you want to talk about cosplaying right cosplay the the click did their things in the 90s to make sure everybody was involved in some some match some high profile match ain't no difference here this is the elite doing elite stuff elite business so you add hangman page into the dark order trios thing and then what's the final gonna be (laughs) it's the dark it's gonna be the dark order hangman page against the elite for all the marbles just so we can relive the elite fighting each other. I ain't mad That's at, you too, know, bro. you know doing business for, with your friends, guys. But we, we talked about the cosplaying. So the click did in the 90s. Cosplay. The elite are doing it right now.
7: Bro, not only are they cosplaying on television, but these motherfuckers are cosplaying in the back too, bro. I mean, come on, man. Jesus Christ. Unbelievable. But you're you, right. You
3: cannot There's be mad about it, Prof. I'll be mad about it
5: for both of us yeah <laughs> unbelievable i mean and as soon as the as soon as he was backstage as soon as as soon as i saw him backstage coming up to evil uno and ten i was like uh, or not evil uno and ten with the silver and evil dose <laughs> silver and whatever the fuck his partner's name is I like he's been there reynolds, for three reynolds. fucking years i still don't know reynolds i still don't <laughs> know it's silver <laughs> and that other fucking guy Anyway, Silver and the other fucking guy are standing there, and then Hangman Adam Page comes up and goes, oh, I see that you guys uh, need, a, need a partner for, uh, for your team now, so uh, I'll, <laughs> I can fill in for that. That's great, guys. <laughs> <laughs>
6: Fuck. Here's, so here's the problem. Again, Hangman Adam Page, one of your pillars of AEW, is regressed down to a trios uh, gimmick match. But isn't he supposed to be your TNT contender? Isn't he supposed to be an AEW heavyweight title contender? Isn't he supposed to be your high profile main event, you know, caliber stud, and you're not using him right? See, this is the problem with having too many titles, but this is the problem with having a trio's gimmick title because it regresses people's momentum. It regresses people's stature. Hangman Page, the former AEW champion, guys, it's being regressed down to a gimmick clusterfuck title. That's all I was just gonna say. He's uh he's a
5: rhinestone cowboy. He's a, he's a butterfly yeah. cowboy. He's uh he's he's got all kinds of stuff going on where he's just not what like he's supposed to be. And I don't know. I mean listen, if his gimmick like I don't I don't I don't get like I'm not I'm not trying to be a dick. If your gimmick is that you're gay and you're tough. Cool. Let that be your fucking gimmick. That's great. That's a cool fucking gimmick. Actually, I like that gimmick. That would be an entertaining fucking gimmick. I'm gay and I'm also a badass. Great. Awesome. Perfect. Broke Wonderful. Back, Let's fucking back go cowboy. With me. But when you're broke back cowboy and then you're coming out and you're, <laughs> and you're one week you're going like you're going like, "Oh, I'm going to bring the violence from my from the cowboy shit and blah blah blah." And then and then oh, you're shit, a drunk, I shit And then you're a, and yeah. then and, and then you're coming out wearing fucking butterflies, dude, fucking pick a gimmick and fucking stick with it for fuck's sakes so that you can actually grow your fucking gimmick. And I mean, and this see- is exactly, this is exactly, listen, okay? This fucking guy, this guy who can't seem to fucking decide who he is, is talking shit about people who have been in the business for 20 fucking years and saying, oh, oh, why should I take advice from anybody else? I mean, I'm I'm part of the group that started all this. Like you got a big fucking head and you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Grow up.
6: <laughs> well, well you know, there, there is well a gay said. and bad there is a gay, badass character in AEW, his name is Sonny Kiss. So I'm just saying. <laughs>
5: I don't really consider that to be a badass character. I mean, he's...
7: Oh, that's a badass, Chris. He's,
5: he's got the first part down, but... Like, <laughs> it, well, it's apparently... It's more badass.
7: According to Facebook user, Cream rises to the top, Hangman sinks to his happy place, the bottom, speaking of backsides.
5: He's, he's back to down being there. associated with the fucking... With the Dark Order, so... <laughs> yep good for you that's where you belong if you're not gonna take if you're not gonna take advice of, of people who have been in the business for years who have main evented WrestleManias and Summerslams, who have been part of huge angles and money drawing television before if you're not gonna take those people's advice you belong with the fucking dark order congratulations we figured out where you belong hangman that's where you belong yep that's where he belongs anyway there's a fatal four-way coming up next it is uh dante Ooh. martin and roosh and nice. phoenix and superhuman who i mean i still think that superhuman when he comes out it, like he should he should have something going on with his music where you know it's superhuman right like you should hear this is from my juggalos and juggalettes and then superhuman <laughs> should come out but anyway superhuman got the weakest reaction out of the four of them and i laughed because because like two months ago everyone was telling me how big of a superstar wheeler yuda was gonna be wheeler yuda he's gonna be huge man didn't you hear the crowd didn't you hear the crowds last night chris they were so hot for him blah 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 blah
1: blah blah blah
5: fuck you you don't know what you're talking about wheeler is a fucking chump he can't talk he doesn't look interesting and Oh, he's the ROH pure champion. And out of the four people who made an entrance for this match, he got zero from the crowd. Nothing because he's not popular. He's not interesting. Sorry. (laughs) Regal joins commentary again. I can say the same
6: thing about Dante Martin. I didn't hear really a pop for him too. So yeah.
7: Yeah. Well, Dante who? I mean, seriously,
5: where, where are Dante's brothers? He's got like 18 of them in the locker room. <laughs> Why didn't he have anybody come out with him?
7: They're all injured. Where are his brothers.
5: Well, I mean, I he's just... got his, he's got his actual brother. And then like at one point he said that, uh, uh, What's his What's his nuts there? The 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 Evan Bourne. Uh, he said that Evan Bourne, not an Evan Bourne, but you know Evan Bourne, uh, was his brother, and then somebody else was his down. brother, like three weeks later. And he's just everybody's he his his true
7: brother, Chris. Yeah. You know who he found? This is Superhuman
9: TV show. Today I'll be doing a full flip onto light tubes, ball, water, pool. This is for the juggalos and juggalettes. Do not try this at home. And I hope you like it. Whoa whoa! Yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck this shit! Whoop whoop! Ah! 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 Fuck my
3: back! Ah! Fucking cut it!
6: <coughs> <coughs> he gets a bigger reaction.
7: Oh man! Wow, yo, prof, you need a bounce, do you, man? By any chance?
6: Yeah, you know what? The I gotta edify the ladies, so you know I got some night classes I gotta do. So you know, it's been a pleasure to be on the PWC. It's been a pleasure to be on the skirmish for the PWCites, the Skirmishites, all the right there. So you know, f- thank you for having me on the on the show.
7: No problem, brother. It's always a pleasure. You know that, man. The door's always
5: open for the prof. You're always welcome, Professor. Thanks
6: for. Coming. Thank you, guys. Thank you, and and of course the uh, the main event sucked, but anyway, that's that's the, the professor's <laughs> perspective on that one. But
7: thank you, <laughs> thank peace. you, bro. Peace out,
6: peace. All
5: right, so it's a fatal four-way, Jimmy, and uh it's basically just botches and bullshit. I, I don't know how else to put it. it. It's four guys have have this match and there's very little explanation as to why it needed to be a four-way match i'm not against fatal four-ways or triple threat matches to me they need to be for a title and they need to make sense there are four guys who are legitimately competing for this championship they couldn't have one-off matches or whatever they had to have a fatal four-way or they had to have a triple threat when you just throw four fucking guys when you just throw two Mexicans and then two people who work like Mexicans into a match and say it's a fatal four-way. It's just horse shit. It,
7: ole, 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 Didn't you hear that, man? Yeah. They were lying through the whole match. What else are you going to do, bro? But you're I, right. It was horse shit.
5: I really, honestly, I was like, I was like, oh my God, we're going to get a Sami Zayn here. Sami Zayn's mm-hmm. going to show up because they were, they were doing a song, but that's not what happened Um, anyway people stand around and wait for each other there's some quail diving and some other bullshit um there's too much cooperate cooperation for me uh at one point dante martin was literally holding i can't remember who fucking it was he was holding someone's hand as they climbed the ropes so that he could help them get up there so that they could perform a move on him like come on
7: Come on. Yeah, that's that's how it goes, bro. It's always like that, especially with Phoenix.
5: That's what they <sighs> anyway, do, bro.
7: That's what I, it's just it's fucking silly, bro. I, I can't stand these type of matchups anymore, man.
5: Anyway, Wheeler Yuta wins a goddamn match that included Roosh. And my head about fucking exploded. What?
7: I had a bad feeling, bro. I had a bad feeling. I thought Roosh was going to win, but then I thought I could see Yuta fucking winning this shit, man. And superhuman, he's fucking superhuman. Fuck this shit. Why? I don't, I don't have a clue, bro. Why? Who the fuck knows why? And it does nothing for him either, really. It actually doesn't. It, if, it damages Rush, who's nothing but a headless Rush. I mean, seriously. It, it does nothing to Phoenix because he's already done and dusted pretty much. You can't take him seriously anymore in AEW. And then you've got Yuda. I mean, yeah, he won, but then what?
5: <laughs> like, they're where do you go from here? They're going to make him a big superstar. And you know what? I'm calling it right now. Main event of All Out next year, Wheeler Yuda oh, versus, no, 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 no. versus Danny Garcia for the AEW oh. <laughs> championship.
7: Oh, no, 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 bro. you can't, bro. That'll put no butts way. in seats. Wait, what happened here? Shit's fucked. Please stand boy. What the hell? <laughs> that's exact. <laughs> that's exactly what would happen, bro. If that was to happen, that's what the internet will happen. I'm telling you, dude. There's no, nah, I- No, nah, That can't happen, man. If they do that, fuck this company.
5: Yep, and their twenty thousand fans on Twitter will be like, "This is the greatest thing ever."
1: Everybody else just sucks. You guys don't know good fuck. wrestling.
7: Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> wow, man. I hope you're wrong, dude. <laughs> and you know it's sad you're gonna probably be right if it's not next year it's a year after at the very least i mean come on
5: uh tony khan does not know how like he does not have an eye for talent and i, I mean that in in every position that he that he inhabits he doesn't have an eye for talent in american football he doesn't have an <laughs> eye for talent in football he doesn't have an eye for talent in uh Australians saying Australian things. Speaking of which, uh-huh. welcome and good day, Pierce Austin. Um, hey,
7: Pierce, what's cracking,
5: my friend? G'day, day, good day, good day, mates. Today on Wednesday night, <laughs> skirmish. Uh, no, nah,
7: mate, it's the skirmish, Chris. The That's
5: skirmish, <laughs>
7: the skirmish. You sound like this dude, it's like the skirmish, the skirmish.
5: Okay, well I
7: don't
5: I, I can't do a Bogan accent real great, okay? I'm sorry.
7: Oh man, that's killer, man. That's all right. At least you gave it a red hot go, Chris.
5: All right. Anyway. Uh yeah. Wheeler <laughs> Wheeler Yuta wins this fucking match. And why, for what fucking reason would you put Wheeler Yuda over in this match? You literally have somebody who has proven that they can that they can put on exciting and interesting main events in Roosh. You literally have a guy who's been world champion of ROH. So, you know, not a real world champion, but ROH. You've got a guy in Phoenix who's been the Impact world champion. Um, and Wheeler fucking Yuta wins.
7: Wheeler fucking Yuta, bro. Superhuman. And just quietly check out Pierce Austin's podcast, shooting the shit with Pierce Austin, just quietly.
5: Pierce Austin it is there. fantastic. He's Absolutely. so much cooler then Wheeler Yuda, um,
7: <laughs> way way. More it's a low bar. It's a low bar. I admit
5: it. But hey,
7: what? Uh, Facebook user says onto uh, Hellman Duke and Miracle Whip versus Smokey and the Miracles. <laughs> what the fuck?
5: So a bunch of Did different kinds that? of mayonnaise. Yeah, it's a bunch. Of, like it's a bunch of different kinds. Of mayonnaise. Oh, it is. Yeah.
7: Wow. <laughs> jesus christ
5: anyway i I don't know can we just can we just avoid talking about the main event like do we have to talk about that okay i guess we have to all right anyway next up tony's backstage with silver and i literally put okay so you know how i said like i i couldn't remember reynolds names even that name after three years of being here my notes literally says tony is backstage with silver and fred because i couldn't remember his (laughs) fucking name fred Congratulations. Oh, what
3: the fuck? Congratulations, hey.
5: Fred. Uh, <laughs> they say if they have to, they'll take on the heels two on one. And then Hangman says he'll take the open spot instead. So Hangman, back where he belongs, at the bottom of the card, with the bottom of the card. With Thank the you very
7: butterflies.
5: much. Yeah.
7: And the breakbacks.
5: So, so Osprey and the Australian Open versus the Elite. Um, and <laughs> yeah, I don't, I mean, obviously, like obviously them main eventing for the last couple of weeks, you know, being involved in the main event for, you know, three weeks ago and then, and then coming out at the top of the show, like right as the main event was ending last week. And then main eventing this week that, that that is just because they're the biggest draws on the show. Right. Like that has nothing to do with the fact that they're executive producers and, and they're, and they're in with the boss and they are probably performing sexual favors for him. Right. Like it has nothing to do with that. Right,
7: the cream team, baby. Just Fuck saying, these the cream guys. team. Fuck these guys. <laughs> Why is Kenny wearing that? a
5: shirt, Jimmy?
7: I guess he's selling his injuries. I mean, what what other reason would he be wearing the shirt? But man, he looked purple when he got undressed, though, dude.
5: Well, he's been doing cupping on his back. You can see the you can see the spot. Right, but
7: even his front, man, even the front, like, and he just looked like I don't know, man. He looks sick still, bro.
5: Well, yeah, when you when you when you do some of the things that Kenny Omega does, AIDS is a is a real possibility. Ooh, uh, so we answered why Kenny so we answered why Kenny's wearing a shirt. Why aren't the young bucks wearing shirts? That That's I think a good it would question. be an improvement.
7: Well, I guess from next week on, he's not gonna be wearing a shirt. I'm assuming I'm talking about Kenny Omega. To my surprise, he still looks pretty in pretty decent shape, though, and at the very least,
5: yeah. When he when he talked when you know when he got the shirt off, it kind of made sense why he's wearing the shirt because his because his ribs are taped up and he's got the,
7: yeah, man, he's, he's got the kidneys tape still, on bro. his shoulder and stuff right, like that. Right.
5: Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of made sense. I still, I mean, I don't know. I like if you're not Kevin Owens, don't wear a fucking shirt. Like, if you're a fat fuck and you got man <laughs> boobs, you wear a shirt. That's fine, but like. If you're, you know,
7: oh no, we're going to be blocked by Kevin Owens for sure, man. I mean, he blocked me for fat shaming, even apparently.
5: Kevin Owens won't block me. There's no way. There's no way. He's I'm Canadian, a fellow man, Canadian. Yeah, no, I'm a fellow Canadian. <laughs> blocked. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah, so there's knives. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> fuck that guy. <laughs> Fucking Francophone.
7: <laughs> you're on fire tonight, bro.
5: By the way, that's actually anyway, funny on. because my ex-wife is French and my girlfriend is French. So I you
7: know.
5: <laughs> when I say fuck the French Canadians, I guess I mean literally fuck the French Canadians, but like
7: <laughs> oh. oh no, you didn't again, bro. You're oh no man, you're fucking funny, bro. Oh, so shit,
5: everybody I pulls up in relax. the corner and uh and they wait for somebody to jump up to the top and uh <laughs> fall on them like a bunch of quails and uh Mm. yep i'm already annoyed with this fucking match everyone's everywhere doing everything and i guess the referee fell asleep or some shit because like they're fighting out on the fucking ramp and everybody's down and up and up and down and they're doing stuff out on the fucking fences and you know it's I'll say this. If you're if you're a professional wrestler and they show you next to the crowd members and you are the smallest person out of like 20 straight crowd members, maybe you're the young bucks and you should stop doing this. Um, at one point, they came back from the break. They botched everything straight for about four fucking minutes. Like, I mean, almost every goddamn move. They were standing around looking at each other while like, oh, you're you're super kicking my brother, and your your brother is supposed to be super kicking me, but he's not, so I'm just gonna stand here and look at you super kicking my brother, and I'm gonna keep my hands at my side and just stare at you for a second and wait for your fucking brother to get in position so that he can super kick me. Woo! This was bad. This was a this was a clusterfuck. To be fair. To be fair. I actually really enjoyed most of the moments where Osprey and Omega were competing. Me too.
7: Looks good. <laughs>
5: Looked good. Um, I feel very strongly that that match, when they finally do have a singles match, that's going to be an extremely exciting match for people who really like pro wrestling, and it's <laughs> going to sell exactly zero tickets. What Someone might it'll, give it'll their ticket out as a result.
7: Do you think it will happen in the New Japan ring or in the AW ring? What do you think? I think
5: it's going to happen in New Japan. Yeah, because so do I. I I think there's already been some, you know, uh, why is Jim Ross tampering with somebody who's under contract like Jim Ross? Because last week he said, "Oh, he's an excellent, you know, wrestler. We should we should be looking to sign this guy if we haven't already." And um, everybody's like, "Oh, it's tampering, (laughs) guys." It's a show, and in the show. There's a belief that they're a wrestling organization like a team, right? And there's another wrestling organization that's like a team, right? So the announcer from this organization Mm -hmm. is talking about wrestlers or players from the other team and saying things like, wow, this is a really talented player. We should try to sign this guy when we have an opportunity. That's not called tampering. That's actually called helping that's literally you're you're talking about the talent from the other from the other team and saying wow this is a talented player really really you know we should look to sign him that's jim ross trying to say watch new japan without just saying yeah. watch new japan
7: true good point
5: and, uh, and a facebook user God.
7: says true that's absolutely can omega go to japan i think he can at this point i'm pretty certain man can he take I mean, the Bucks? why can't
5: he? Uh, can they just stay there and all 50,000 of you guys can watch him as much as you want and then we don't have to Look, deal it would with this shit?
7: It would be a big deal for the Bucks and Kenny to be back on New Japan television. I'm not going to lie, man. I'd love to see that. You know what I mean? I
5: yes. really
7: would, especially if he uses his old theme again. You know, the, oh, oh,
5: theme. Right. You might even get 53,000 people watching.
7: You might, you might. Nah, look, man, you'll see. There'll be a lot more f- eyeballs, I guarantee you, if the Bucks and Kenny Omega do have their matches in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And I can see it. I mean, January is not too far away, Chris. I can see it. Wrestle Kingdom, it's got to be it.
5: We'll see. Um, the ending broke down into nonsense. People are just everywhere doing everything. It's a fucking shit show. Omega wins with the one-winged angel on... Hellman's, I guess we're going to call them. I don't know, whichever one of the Aussie Open it was. Um, And that's the end of the show. Um, Again, we covered this with Prof, but I think it's it's very telling. The first half of this show was really, really good. The second half of this show had Adam Page, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, and it was not as good as the first half of the show.
7: Yeah, I agree. I I, I agree. No doubt about it, man. I mean, the first half really did feel like a big deal. It's a big deal talks about theme.
5: (laughs) (laughs) That was Jeff. Screw you, man. For sure that's Jeff.
7: (laughs) For sure. You can all be haters, man. Yeah, I'm a New Japan mark. So what? (laughs) It used to be cool to fucking be into New Japan. Now suddenly you're a mark tart if you are. Jeez. Yep,
5: you're definitely, you're definitely a. Well, wrong song. But anyway, continue, I, on, Chris. That's cool. No, you can play that again. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. So the pay per view. Uh, yes, I think that they just barely did a good enough job on this show to sell me on the pay per view. Really? Like, it did. And if I wasn't it was
7: a go home show, bro. If I'm gonna be honest show. with you,
5: though, Jimmy like it's partly because it's partly because like we do this pwc thing that's like if if i wasn't doing the pwc if i was still on hiatus if i was still taking a break i wouldn't watch this based on this based on this fucking go home i just would have been like i'll fucking read about it i'll hear what jimmy and jeff have to fucking say about it that's honestly what what i would have fucking did if if i wasn't back from hiatus So I don't know how they're growing. I don't know. How are they growing their fucking audience, man?
7: Well, they're not, Chris. That's the problem. (laughs) They haven't. Have they? I mean, they've lost an audience. If you compare it from three years ago, they've lost at least 200,000 eyeballs. You know what I mean? Otherwise, they're just playing to the same fucking fans, bro, week in, week out. And no, they're not growing. And that's got to be a concern to them. So I don't know what they're gonna. What do they have to do to bring in new eyeballs, dude? At this well, point,
5: okay. First of all, they've gotta they've gotta get somebody in there who can properly identify people who actually have the potential to be future stars. Um, because they do have some wrestlers with potential future star like written all over them. Okay, Ricky Starks. Okay, that's actually a good call. Ricky Starks actually is somebody who's got some serious potential. And I'll tell you what. I talked last week about how much I liked Ricky Stark's uh, uh, promo. And I talked about how, like, okay, this kid had fire. He was a little bit all over the place. But he's got fire and he's got believability. He looked good. I like this. Give him some more time. I was listening to the fucking Jim Cornette drive through that just came out yesterday. He said the exact same thing. That was one of the best parts of the show for him. I 100% agree with it. Facebook user says, Dynamite viewership prediction... 920,000
7: all-out buys under 155k probably Mm, I bet you it'll be over 155k because it just happens like that with AEW especially last second buys, I don't know man
5: but what are they going to show to get the last second buys
7: well, this dynamite Uh I dare say might actually reach the mill this time only because there was a lot of hype going in into this week's Dynamite. So I actually think they'll get over a mil just. And as far as buyers go, I think they'll hit anywhere between 180
5: and 250. Wow. Yeah, I'll say that. a lot of faith in this card.
7: <laughs> um... <laughs> you watch, you watch. I'm not saying that I think that it should get that. But I just think, I just got a funny feeling that's what we're going to get. All right, I don't bro. know why. I just do. I think that the way they hyped up the punk, and yeah, we shed on it a lot. Don't get me wrong, but to the AEW Mark Tuds, I think they got him hyped, bro.
5: I guess. And listen, like this was not a bad episode. I like if it seems like I'm saying this was a really bad episode of, of Dynamite. Not, it wasn't. It right. wasn't. This was a pretty decent episode of Dynamite. Like this was. <clears throat> if at any point in the last three years. There was a Monday Night Raw that was as good as it was tonight on Dynamite. My head would have fucking exploded. I wouldn't have even known what to do. You know, at any point in the last 3 years if Monday Night Raw had been this good. Okay. So, when people say like, "Oh, you're just a hater, you're just a hater." No, like I expect good shit from good wrestling. And uh there was some pretty good shit on this on this fucking episode. Um I liked the opening match. I liked um What else? I liked the CM Punk segment quite a bit. um I liked the head-to-head stuff between Omega and Osprey. You know, there was just some things on here that were swing and miss. You know, it was it was not good. And shout outs to shout outs to Todd. I'm sorry for making fun of the Mets earlier, uh, but. Uh, But hey, you know, this was a decent show. And uh, when they give me a decent show, I'm going to make sure I say, hey, good job. This was a decent show.
7: I agree with you, Chris. It was a decent show. Look, you know what's funny, man? When you read your notes, when you go back on your notes after watching the show, sometimes it comes across like, damn, this show sucked after reading the notes, right? But it's really not the case. I mean, we shit on it because we shit on things that should be done right. But in saying that The show was actually A lot better Than we sort of Give it credit for I will say It was much better Than it was Say the last Two three weeks That's for sure
5: Yeah definitely Well <clears throat> That's gonna That's gonna do it For us uh, Make sure you tune in uh, Sometime later this week We'll do a preview show We're not gonna do it here Cause All Out has like a hundred matches, and it's just going to take too long. <laughs> like the it'll be longer than the fucking skirmish to do the preview. So we're gonna we're gonna be back later this week to do a preview. Uh, it's all out, right? It is all
7: out. All out. All yes, crazy. it yeah. is okay. all out. We're gonna have we an all, all out in preview. though, Chris. I'm, are we all in for the preview? Uh,
5: I, yeah, I'm all in for the preview. Yeah. yeah. I'll, oh, when are we I'll doing it? I think I think uh, tomorrow night. I think is when we're going.
7: to be Oh, beautiful. Here. All right. Look, it's, it's only going to be short, bro. Under an hour, no doubt about it.
5: Yeah, for sure. All right. So, uh, yeah, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, We appreciate everything. Uh, Please make sure you're uh, liking and sharing and subscribing and doing all that cool stuff. Uh, You know, if you know anybody else who likes wrestling and likes smart-ass motherfuckers talking about wrestling, uh, please invite them to take a listen to the show and everything. We appreciate all that. Um, Everybody who was part part of the discussion today, thank you very much um it really does add something something to the show and i love having you guys on here to interact with live uh, i want to say thank you to the professor uh for joining us earlier um and uh yeah jimmy where can the people find you
7: well you can find me on twitter at the pwc network and also at dj mass effects also like subscribe at the pwc network.podbean.com where you can find all our shows also at channel for five bucks you can get me, Chris and Jago, talking AEW on Friday nights, and also the Hamin Media Group. In saying that, thanks once again to the professor, who you told me actually off the air that he was only going to be on for about an hour. He gave us more than an hour. So thank you once again, Prof. And in saying that, Chris, take it home, my friend.
5: Yeah, you can find me on Twitter. I am at ChrisAms1. Uh, other than that, you'll find me on PWC, PWC shows and the fine things from all of our friends here at the PWC, from our affiliates and friends at the PW Hustle, um, and also at the Hameen Media Group. Group, 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 group. Uh, thank you very much. We'll see you guys in a couple of days here for the preview, and then uh, let's hope that pay-per-view is good.
6: See you later. Peace.
1: This is trouble now. Mega Papa oh. Rolls Fletcher through. Oh, Fletcher's gone. Fletcher's gone. No! Davis oh. at the last possible second, last possible moment broke it up. Great job by Davis. Awesome teamwork. Oh my God, Nick! That's got oh. left by Nick Jackson. Wipes out Davis on the outside. All the momentum with Kenny in the box right now. Need to finish it. The Elite, with Kyle Fletcher in the ring. What a strength here. Oh, Osprey, Oscutter, countered! Mick Jackson! And Fletcher... Whoa, 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 whoa Osprey! Fletcher reversed it, Osprey up to the top! Will Osprey, you kidding me? 2.99 ad infinitum. And Osprey maybe looking for the hidden blade to end the night for the Elite. And Matt Jackson, if he hits us, it's over. you are right, and they got Matt set up. Look at this brother trying to save him. Oh, he's right. That definitely stopped. Oh, that thing. I off Everybody, guys. Everybody's here. connecting. The aims are perfect. But something has to give. Fletcher staggers to his feet, but he's outnumbered three on one. Don't lock Fletcher's chances. And a super kick party for Kyle Fletcher. Good night. But can the elite capitalize? They've taken such punishment in this match. And again, we've said it multiple times. We're staying with this action no matter how long it takes here, folks. To get a winner. And see who advances. Fletcher dazed in the ropes. Kenny Omega. This is usually the prelude to the B trigger. But Osprey oh, oh, cut out oh, for the pass. Good instincts by Osprey. Super kick intercepted. Osprey returns in kind. Now the combination. Osprey. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh running into oh the arms of Kenny Omega. And now the Andy Taker. Osprey planted! Oh, Osprey, not the legal man. They're counting anyway. But now Omega, as you see Fletcher still struggling up to his feet. Omega with Fletcher in his sights. Fletcher can't even get to his feet. Jack him up, Kenny. Oh, I think that's going to happen. I got a funny feeling you might think that what you want here. Hey! The V-Trigger by Omega! He tried to turn away from it, but he caught it in the net! Uh-oh, well, uh uh-uh. oh here comes! Wicked Angel! If the V-Trigger didn't do it, that sure did! I hope it is my bracket of the World Drill Tag Team Championship Tournament, The Eon Bucks and Kenny Omega! Let me state the obvious, gentlemen, no one, and I mean no one, kicks out of the One-Winged Angel! The Elite have punched their ticket to the AEW World Trios Championship match this Sunday at All Out on Pay Per View. Well, let's take a look at some of the amazing, outstanding highlights in this crazy matchup as Will Osprey just goes caution to the win. Lots of big time chances on both sides. Amazing athleticism. What skill set have we seen in this? But JR, after a match like this, we saw how heavily bandaged Kenny Omega was. What kind of shape is he going to be in this Sunday? He's got to get back to that trainer's room and uh, get the doctor to take care of him. That's imperative. Yeah, not so he's got to do that. The elite, your winners here tonight, they move on to Sunday. And this Friday night, Rampage live on TNT. Who will they face? Hangman Page and Dark Order or Orange Cassidy and Best Friends? We will find out live 10, Night central on TNT this Friday. And what a night. It's going to be Friday night. It'll be live, no myth. Hope you'll join us, everybody. And immediately following Rampage this Friday night, the countdown to All Out.
8: You know... When I, when I talked about not being used to speaking on the microphone like this after a show, I really meant it. But here we are, almost two weeks in a row. Or is it two weeks in a row? Two weeks in a row! Jeez! How lucky am I? And in front of one of our greatest crowds, we can gladly call you guys the birthplace, the hometown of AEW. And even though there are some fantastic wrestlers around the world, by no means are we gonna sit back and take an L to any other person from any other promotion. Because what we truly believe is that when you guys trusted us to start a revolution, to start an alternative to professional wrestling, we took those words and we took them right here, straight to heart. So not only has it become our passion to perform for you people? But it's become our purpose. So even though we love treating you guys to some interesting and fun guests, by no means are we ever going to lose. And when it comes to the finals of the Trios tournament, you gosh darn best believe, Mother Father.
2: It's laid over by a long shot, Ken.
9: With so much drama in the LBC, it's kinda of hard being Snoop D go double G But I somehow, some way, keep coming up with funky ass shit like every single day May I kick a little stuff for the G and make a few beans as I breeze through Two in the morning and the party still jumping cause my mama ain't home I got bitches in the living room getting it on and they ain't leaving till six in the morning so what you wanna do? Shit, I got a pocket full of rubbers and my homeboys do too. So turn off the lights and close the door. But for what? We don't let in, hold yeah. So we gon' smoke the house today. Jeans up, hold down, like you motherfuckers bounce today. beat up.
0: C network what the world is watching and listening to